This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. Hello there. Today's episode is brought to you by TeePublic.com. Take a look at the Animaniacast TeePublic store by going to tiny.cc slash Animaniacast. There you'll see an assortment of Animaniacs, Pinky in the Brain, Freakazoid, and Tiny Toon Designs, all created by independent artists. Support the artists and this show. Head to tiny.cc slash Animaniacast. And welcome, everybody, to episode 43 of the Animaniacast. In the mall, in the mall, in the glorious mall, we'll find a birthday gift for Dr. Scratch and Sniff. Don't you love it when we sing the plot? Something nifty, something thrifty for a shrinky, scratch and snifty in the mall. And welcome to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast that's dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. Here we explore the series episode by episode, revisiting all the cultural references and gags that we can find. And in the end, we give each episode a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother, Nathan. I eat beans with George Wint. <laughs> And across the country in Georgia is Kelly. Hi. Well, everybody, today we have an episode. It's uh, it's it's kind of a weird episode, isn't it? It's yeah. It starts it's... off kind of eh, but it ends like a strong finish. Yeah, it gets better. It gets better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's I guess that's your uh, word episode in a few yeah, words. Hey, then it gets better. It guys. gets better. <laughs> Kelly, if you were to describe this uh, episode in a few words, what would you say about it? Would you like to take a survey? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I have so much to talk about that episode, that cartoon. It's one of my favorites, despite the animation. But anyway, <laughs> well, before we get into today's discussion, let's find out, Nathan. Yes. When was today's episode? When did it first premiere? All right, this first premiered on November seventeenth, nineteen ninety-three. Okay, it was a Wednesday. And the uh, U.S. House of Representatives had just approved the North American Free Trade Agreement, otherwise known as NAFTA. NAFTA. Which is now in the news, too. So yeah. Hey, so, what do you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what else is in the news, Nathan? Well, there's lots of things in the news. <laughs> and by the time the episode comes out, you know, no, just tell me. This is better news. <laughs> okay. I just found out through that there's a good possibility. It's not confirmed 100%. But that Animaniacs Live will be coming to Tucson, ah, Arizona. That's where we live. That's where we live. So, so we might just be going to the Rialto to uh, to check it out at the end of cool. May. And we can give a review. Oh, yeah. Podcast, so. Oh, yes. And for those people who are listening on the day this is released, in mm -hmm. just one week, the show Animaniacs Live premieres. Uh, gosh, in California, I forget the exact town. It's in Southern California. Yeah. It's far enough away that Nathan and I couldn't make it, so. Or didn't want to make it. No, we wanted to. <laughs> okay. We wanted to. Oh, the rustling means. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what that rustling means. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. No. <laughs> I thought it was. I was needing more pretzels. It's time for <laughs> I, more pretzels. I need to hit the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> it means we forgot to hit the mute. Well, today's episode is brought to you by pretzels. Yum. <laughs> and, uh, well, I tell you, let's, let's stop talking about pretzels. Let's stop talking about all that. Let's go ahead and get right into our first cartoon of today. Mm -hmm. And, of course, today, episode 43 covers Of Nice and Men, What a Dump, and Survey Ladies. Well, let's go ahead and go straight to Of Nice and Men. Of Nice and Men was written by Randy Rogel and Sherry Stoner 
and it was directed by Michael Gerard. And, uh, Nathan. Yeah. What the heck happens in Of Nice and Men? Well, we have another Rita and Run cartoon. So that's pretty uh-huh. exciting. Um, <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> uh, Rita and Runt are traveling through on the train, I guess, like hobos. Uh, and they're, they they uh, end up at a bunny farm. And Runt turns out to be a really good bunny handler, I guess. Yeah. And uh, Rita has to hunt down a rat, I guess. And she sings a lot. And Runt has a song of his own, even. Yeah, yeah, that it turns, was different. Yeah, it turns out, though, that the bunny farm, they're killing the bunnies to make bunny coats. So they all escape from the bunny farm onto the train, and there they go. So <laughs> There you go. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty much They all escape with all the bunnies. Mm-hmm. Who knows whatever happened to those bunnies? I don't, yeah, I don't know. They found a different, they, they dropped them off at the nearest restroom. <laughs> no. They needed to use their... They're... The bunny, the they 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 couldn't use the bunny beds. Yeah, to to go to go to, to the potty. bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> well, that you know, it's a very cute Rita and Runt cartoon. I mm-hmm. think it was it was it was nice. Uh, in fact, a little nicer than some of the Rita and Runt cartoons I think we've seen in the past. Yeah, Runt was smart enough to figure out too what the whole thing was going on, and and Rita was getting hit quite a bit, which. Uh, she doesn't up until up until this point at least hasn't really happened that yeah, much. Yeah, she doesn't get injured too she much. She usually gets almost injured mm-hmm. and then gets saved by Runt. Um well, let's go over some of the cultural references and everything. Of course, this episode of Nice and Men is a a parody or a takeoff of the book of Mice and Men. Yeah. Uh written by John Steinbeck. Have either of you read of Mice and Men? I have. I also saw the movie. And Kelly, what about I don't you? Know which movie? No, in English class, we watched the movie in lieu of reading the book. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel terrible because, um, yeah, at my middle school, all the eighth graders read it uh, as part of their curriculum, mm-hmm. and uh, I have yet to read the book. Um, so they, it's, it's one of these things where the eighth graders, where middle school kids know more than me, and I always feel like <laughs> I'm an idiot. These kids know more than me when it comes to mice and men, and they all love it too. A lot of kids really do uh, like the book. I always just think of like Looney Tunes because like the guy, the smart guy's name is George, and the other right. one's Lenny. But I always just go like, "Where did he go, George? Where did he go?" <laughs> yeah. Whenever they get hit on the head in, in Looney Tunes and stuff, mm-hmm. that happens. And of course, the abominable snowman, yeah, does that whole thing with uh, Bugs Bunny and. Oh, well, rep it and everything, because mm-hmm. in uh in a mice and men, uh, is it Lenny? That's the is Lenny the, is the slower one. Lenny's the slower one. Lenny loves. He wants to go to a bunny farm, mm-hmm. right, to pet all the rabbits. And I think is there a part with a mouse, or am I getting like flowers for Algernon mixed uh, up with it? it sounds too? like flowers of Algernon, but there could be a mouse in it. I, I, I want to say that there's a part it's... in the again I, i'm this is speaking from a person who's never seen the movie or read the book mm-hmm. isn't there a scene where he accidentally crushes the mouse or something and kills the, a mouse or something yeah i thought it was a bunny but he do, he Maybe does it was that a bunny. With, he does that with creature whenever he gets a, a Wait, soft creature no. he crushes I really, it it is a mouse because okay. the book's called the mice and men so that makes sense there you go yeah <laughs> But yeah, I mean, whenever he gets a really long time since I've seen the movie, but I think that's kind of why it's called that. Yeah, whenever he gets a soft thing, he likes it so much that he he ends up crushing it on accident. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and of course, the the mouse in this case was a cameo by the brain, which was yeah, kind which of cool was a, that was a lot of fun. He hated <laughs> he hates it though. Yeah, he doesn't like being <laughs> cameos. He hates cameos. <laughs> what you got in your hand? Only a mouse, George. I hate cameos. Men don't play with mice. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? Um, so, of course, John's uh, one of the uh, things that they uh, mention a lot of the reference guides here is the whole thing of going to Monterey in the first place mm-hmm. um, is something that's in a lot of Steinbeck books. Uh, happened to focus around Monterey, California. And John Steinbeck actually uh, was born and raised in uh, Monterey, California. Wow. So there you go. You can go to you can go to Monterey, and uh, you can go to Monterey, Monterey, as Rita was singing, yep. <laughs> to go see his house, um, uh, and sing that song, and sing that song the entire <laughs> way. <laughs> Monterey, 
because I like like the cheese. Monterey, Monterey, it's the California living with the sun and the surf, and we'll never have to give in to another human master again. It's canary roll for dinner, and then we'll sleep on the beach where the sand is heaped up in piles. You know, I guess really the only other kinds of things that I could think of as you know, references to other stuff is, uh, of course, Jim Cummings is doing the the voice of uh, Bob, the Happy Bob, as the the ranch, the bunny ranch guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, not the bunny ranch; that's something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but Happy Bob is uh, doing like the he. It's voiced by Jim Cummings, who of course voices Hondo Anaka. And Mint and and Winnie the Pooh and okay. and Tigger and, too and Ed the hyena <laughs> and the hy- Ed the hyena yeah I, I can't even say Ed the hyena <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he's doing a kind of Pat Buttram voice with this as well um, so uh, you know that reference to Pat Buttram's uh, cowboy cowboyish kind of voice <laughs> yeah is is in this dinner time. Everybody gather around now. Eat it up and gobble it down. That's right. Eat your food, you'll all see. Pretty soon you'll all be nice and fat and furry and round. Look at this fur, ain't it pretty? So soft and so shiny and sleek. We take our time to rush it, clean and shine and brush it every single day of the week. A dweedly dee, ah, a dweedly do. Eat up all them carrots and plants. If you want a furry rabbit, come on down and grab it at Happy Bob's Bunny Ranch. The only other little reference that I could find is the Soundheim mm-hmm. uh, thing that she Rita mentions. says. Hey, it's a cartoon. What'd you expect, Soundheim? Which uh, makes, you know, it's kind of cool that Bernadette Peters was talking about this isn't Soundheim because she's been in, well, I know at least one Soundheim musical of uh, Into the Woods where she played the witch. So, you know, she has a, you know, connection with uh, Soundheim right there. So that that was pretty cool. But that's about it for the cultural references. What do you guys think? What were some moments that you really liked that you thought were cool or funny? Things like that. Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. Well, I I appreciated the Sondheim reference because, mm-hmm. as you know, frequent listeners know, I I am a big fan of Bernadette Peters because she was in Annie, which is like the greatest movie ever made mm-hmm. in in the early 1980s. That wasn't Star Wars or a Spielberg film. <laughs> um, but uh, but I remember uh, I haven't seen all of his musicals or anything, but I do uh, connect her very heavily with Sondheim because there's a. a little bit of a, a musical we saw in art class called Sunday in the Park where she's in it and um or I I think she's in it um, but uh uh I I remember her in, in that and um it's based on a Toulouse Lautrec painting which is uh you know one of the pointillist artists so it kind of took me back to art class and I was like oh I remember Bernadette Peters in the Sondheim musical that we watched in art so it was sort of this weird circular thinking <laughs> yeah. um thing but um but i i did know she's she's been in like a sondheim tribute that i've seen bits of and, and so everything else so i was like oh you know i i love the fact that i can watch this show and i'm a big fan of musicals and i'm not the the most knowledgeable about all of them but but i am a fan of of the medium and so i love when i get references like that yeah that's always cool yeah uh Nathan, what about you? What are some? What is something that you kind of liked about my, this one? My favorite part was just having brain in it. Of course, that was, <laughs> that was your favorite part. I just think that it was second? my favorite part of the whole thing. But <laughs> it was nice. Uh, I've, I've seen a couple hockey games, so she makes a, a hockey reference. What clipping? Clipping. <laughs> That's two minutes in the penalty box. A clipping. So what does uh, it mean when someone's clipped? Just knocked on the side I or don't something? Know. I. <laughs> I just know I watched the game. I'm like, oh, that guy's going to the penalty box for clipping. I didn't <laughs> see him do anything. Just looked like they were. That looked like clipping. Totally. Yeah. Definitely clipping. Uh, oh, I'm I'm sorry. I just have to correct myself. Okay. It it's not based on a painting by Toulouse Lautrec. I 
I'm drinking, so I <laughs> forgot. Um, it's actually it's actually George Surratt. Ah, I mixed up my French artists. I'm sorry. Okay, all you art correctionists out there, <laughs> you can put, stop tweeting us. Stop tweeting now. Okay, <laughs> stop it. Just stop. Um, well, you know, one thing I liked about this one mm-hmm. um, was the fact that every character, every major character in it, got to sing. Mm. I thought that was kind of cool. Like, usually it's just Rita sings one or two songs. Yeah. And that's it. But in this case, it was reminiscent a little bit of, uh, oh gosh, now I'm forgetting, uh, Le Miserables, mm. where there was singing by many different characters yeah, lots, throughout like every this. Character singing that yeah, one. I thought that was kind of cool. And uh, I thought that uh, Runt's song was uh, quite cute uh, mm-hmm. with the bunnies and. Mm-hmm. Wetting uh, your bed, bunny bed. Yeah, and 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 Rita's songs were were really good as well. Like, this is great. This was perfect. It's always the same thing with cats. There's always something they're a human, a human. We like to chase rats. I'm getting real sick of the stereotypical view. We can't be controlled, and we hate to be told what to do. <laughs> I just, again, the animation wasn't... Yeah, the animation on this was not good. It wasn't great. I mean, there's some moments, like, I can pick out a few, like, you know, little few seconds where, okay, that looks good, that yeah. looks good. But for the most part, it's like, eh, you know, the animation company was handling this one was maybe not the best in, in, in some regard. But overall, I thought it was it was decent animation. I Hey, I couldn't drew it. I couldn't, I couldn't do it or drew it or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But good songs overall. Yeah. Um, the bunnies had very red eyes at the very end, except for that one, which was kind of creepy. And I was wondering, like, what Runt was actually going to say when he says to Rita. He's like, uh, Rita? And then she's just like, don't. I told you to go to the bathroom before we left. But it's like, was that what Runt was going to say? <laughs> what? The, what the, the rabid? The rab- I just think it was like, a rabid rabbit? Yeah. I think he's like, uh, I think these rabbits are going to attack us <laughs> oh, or something. No. And they could have a red. Was it pink eyes or was it red eyes? They were red, but it, no. I, I mean, it's there are bunnies that have red eyes. It's not bunnies that I want in my house. Exactly, it's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> the bunnies reminded me of these these books my brother used to read called Banicula. Oh yeah, when he was a kid, and it's like a bunny crossed with Dracula, and I kept thinking, oh, it's Banicula bunnies. Kelly, somebody just checked that out from the library today at my school. Mm. I, oh, was, I was just scanning in books and Banicula was one of them. I'm like, I remember this book from a little kid. Banicula. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, you know, there's other, you know, things uh, in general, but overall, I would say it's a very decent read and run it's cartoon. Decent. Very decent. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get over to our next cartoon, which is Mindy and Buttons once again. And it's called What a Dump. And What a Dump was written by Randy Rogel, and it was directed by, and it was directed by Barry Caldwell. Uh, let's see. I'll go ahead and go over what 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 yeah, a dump. What is. happened in this, Joey? Okay. Well, Mindy Buttons are sitting in the yard once again, mm-hmm. and the mom is there, and she basically takes Mindy's doll, which is kind of a ragged doll, to replace it with one that wets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the mother has to go inside after warning Buttons not to get dirty, things like that. Uh, she goes inside to tell her best friend all about her new apron, <laughs> to basically brag about this apron. Uh, and of course, this is going to take her attention away from Mindy the entire cartoon. Yeah. She's going to brag about this. I, I can't get over this apron. The <laughs> fact that she just <laughs> she spent like seven minutes bragging about an apron, which I thought was hilarious. But anyway... <laughs> Of course, when, you know, she puts the, the ragged doll in the trash and Mindy's bouncing on her little string on her tree again, mm-hmm. like she like she does. This yeah. is what Mindy does. And she sees that the doll's in the trash. So Mindy decides to unclip herself and basically gets carried off with the trash yeah. to try to get her dolly. And they end up going to... Not really a dump, but more of a recycling plant, because this is the early 90s when everyone is like, you have to recycle. 
Yeah, they didn't do a good job recycling at this plant. But... No, they just kind of threw whatever they wanted into a into just a conveyor belt. Well, whatever. But whatever. They were in. They were. They were in piles at certain points at this at this plant. I noticed. Yeah, but whatever. It seems like why well, put it in a box if you. Whatever. Whatever. It's... Whatever. <laughs> we don't work there. We don't know what's what they do. Uh, but basically, when it's all said and done, they get back to the house. And how the heck do they get back to the house now that I think about it? They, they take a truck. Uh, Mindy's in the back of a truck and happens to be where the dolly's at. And Okay. Yeah. So by that point, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm getting the point. This yeah. Is, and then they're going to come and, back and They home got back home got... and Bu- Buttons gets in trouble. Because he went through the trash. And... Yeah. He was dirty. And he, yeah. So yeah. there you go. He got a, But he got a bath, which really isn't honestly the worst punishment yeah. that Buttons has gotten. Could have been worse. <laughs> he probably needed it, really, after going... Because he actually was in a dump or a recycling center. You know, so. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some of the cultural references in here real fast. Uh, of course, the title, uh, What a Dump, is based upon a, a line that Betty Davis said in the movie uh, Beyond the Forest. So here's a little drop of Betty Davis saying What a Dump in that movie. Rosa, you got back all right. I got back. How's your foot? Fine. What a dump. Now, the other kind of things that were references really were Spielberg references. Ah. Yay! And, <laughs> and the one that was pretty obvious to, to you know, anyone who's seen the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> is, of course, uh, when... Buttons goes to try to find Mindy. There's a uh, crates everywhere. Yeah, uh, much like Area 51 in Raiders of the Lost Ark, where they put the Ark away in these crates and everything. And the shot is um, very similar. That's not Area 51. Oh, it is Area 51. I think it's Area 51 in Crystal Skull, but yes, I don't know if it's Area no. 51. In... It's Area 51. It is. I bet you. I don't know what we're doing. Area 51, Crystal Skull. Well, in Crystal Skull, it's definitely... You said Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes, but we can... But, but, hey, hey, hey. They could have moved... They could have moved from place to place, but isn't the assumption that when you go to Crystal Skull and you see the Ark in Area 51, that in Hangar 50... Well, wait a minute. Hangar 51... Yeah. Hangar 51. Indiana Jones Wiki. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Hangar 51 was a United States military installation located in Nevada, officially a storage facility for replacement B-series aircraft. Air 51 was a suppository. Um, I think, well, they call it Hangar 51, so maybe it's not Area 51. I don't know. Well, I mean, I I guess the thing that throws me is I always talk about the ending of Raiders, and I I refer to it as a warehouse in Washington. Yeah. Because they're in D.C., and and I'm not going to talk about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull <laughs> Be- because it, it's a rule of mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I always tend to think of that warehouse as being in Washington. You see, I always thought it was in Washington too. I always thought it was like originally like in a place in yeah. the Smithsonian, someplace like in one of the vaults underneath the floor mm-hmm. in, in chambers. But then I did see Crystal, uh, Crystal Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just gonna say they moved it. And they then... moved it around. Yeah. Okay. You... I, I, I'll buy into that because I, just the way it was shot, it just always made me feel like it was still nearby. They were just because they weren't gonna just drive it all the way across or fly it all <laughs> the way across the, the yeah. country just to hide it in a, a big warehouse. So okay. Um, if you're an Indiana Jones expert, tweet at us. Let us know what you think. Was the Ark always in? It can be a Twitter hanger slash area fifty one question about. Yeah, it. yeah we'll make it tr- about the Animaniacs. <laughs> hey, it's all connected. And in this case, yeah. So anyway, buttons is going into that hanger storage warehouse ish. Mm-hmm. Shot. Oh, oh, wait though. Well, because I, I said something about Crystal Skull, and so I have to follow it with my usual. Um, you know, statement um, okay. when I talk about how I'm not going to talk about the Crystal Skull and just follow <laughs> it up with, I, I love Steven Spielberg. 
Smile. <laughs> I, I love Steven Spielberg. And no matter what you think about Crystal Skull, hey, we're going to have at least one more Indiana Jones film on the on the table. Uh, I mean, yay. <laughs> that is a good thing, Kelly. It could be no, good. I, no, no. I... I actually am at the point in my life, well, because I've been there for like twenty years. Is I I would be fine with Sean Patrick Flannery reprising his role. You know what he 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 is around the right uh, age mark right now, where he could do some of that. Uh, uh, he could be they could place him in the nineteen uh, early nineteen thirties, like around the Temple of Doomish yeah, time. More prequels. Let's do yeah. prequels. I, nothing is Harrison Ford. Obviously, I mean, I I absolutely love him, and he is Indiana Jones, but. I had a really part of my problem with Crystal Skull is I watched it in the theater with my dad, and my dad's the same age as Harrison Ford. <laughs> and I'm like, this is no, no. I mean, I I know Harrison's fit. My dad's really healthy for for his age, but he's like seventy two. No, Harrison Ford's <laughs> even older than that, isn't he? No, what they're. Are... I think they're roughly the same. They, I think I honestly think they were born the same year, at least. Um, but oh. I um Siri, how old is Harrison Ford? Let's find out here for sure. Hang on a second here. Hang on. Harrison Ford is 74. There we go. Uh, oh, you know what? My dad may be 74. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Maybe, is Happy your, birthday. Well, is your dad Harrison Ford, Kelly? Come on. No, you know what? Okay. My dad is the same age as Steven Spielberg. So I guess Harrison's a little older than Steven Spielberg. Yes. Because daddy was born in 44 and Spielberg, I believe, was 44. <laughs> so... Anyway, but that, that's never. Well, I've enjoyed don't. this conversation much more than the Midian Buttons cartoon. Yeah, I gotta say. Than the episode. <laughs> anyway, I was like, no, I, I can't see someone my dad's age running around and swinging on ropes, and you know, it just at at some point it's like, okay, no, I cannot suspend my disbelief any longer. No matter how fit and hunky Harrison Ford still is, I mean, I can. It, it just. It was yeah. like watching him in The Force Awakens. It just made me sad because it's like he's, he's. Well, I don't know. They're just killing off his characters, and well, he's they, not yeah. really part of the main story anymore. Yeah. No. Or as Harrison Ford would say, "Who cares?" <laughs> well, I know, and that's the thing. It's like I, I don't even know why he keeps doing these. He doesn't need the money. Yeah. And I, I don't think he does it for the fans. I mean, he's just, he's kind of his own self. And, you know, he just, I guess he does it because he wants to. He flies the airplane. No major motivation. Watch out, everybody. There's a Ford's here. There's a Ford. Hey. hey, everybody. Oh, I just thought I'd visit the Animania cast. Wow, this is, a, this is an exclusive. <laughs> yeah, it's just, what are you, what are you doing in here? Um, well, we, we have a little show uh-huh. uh, um, here with Kelly and Joey. Kelly Joey's and Joey. here, too. Hey, how's it going, Harrison? <laughs> hey, what is it like working with Steven Spielberg? Uh, Steven's great. You know, he's, he's always he's always there. You know, mm. uh, with the with the telling me to 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 put the whip back on, and I say, <laughs> sure, Steven, anything. Pa- pass you the whip. Yeah, pass me the whip, and I'll throw you the idol. <laughs> nice. I'll stick around if you got another question. No, I, I I don't have any more questions. Do you have any other questions, Kelly, for Harrison? Uh- no. Oh gosh! Um, I mean, there's a one once in a lifetime chance. Look, like, I gotta get going. I'm gonna I already ask about you got your plane parked outside. Or? I got my plane. I just parked it outside. I, they told me not to land <laughs> the, on the street here outside the house. You did it anyways. I did it. I'm Harrison Ford. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. I can do whatever. Just pay I a little want. fine or something. Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye, Harrison. Bye. Bye. Oh my God. <laughs> I think that ran into a wall there. That, at the end. that was so weird and random, and I'm drinking. Well, <laughs> well, the other Spielberg reference that I could find, going back to Mindy and Buttons here, real quick, <laughs> was there was one more where uh, when Mindy is first escaping over the uh, fence, and there's this uh, very dramatic uh, camera uh, zoom in on Buttons' face. And it is uh, very reminiscent it, it, to the zoom in on Chief Brody's face in Jaws mm. when he's looking at the the first kid getting attacked by the shark. I think it was the first kid out there getting attacked in the, by the shark. Yeah, anyway. it was a, not. It was like the second victim, but the yeah. first kid, told, um, Alex Kittner. Yes, the kit, the Kittner boy. <laughs> anyway, 
So, yes, very reminiscent. And in fact, I guess it was probably may have been recycled from a previous episode, like uh, from Cat. Uh, I'm sorry. What is it called? It's called uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. I no, cat, a cat on a Hot Steel Beam or yeah, Dog on a Hot is. Steel I mean, Beam or whatever the construction episode I think episode was. 27, I think, was the going to try to look for it <laughs> okay well anyway it's reminiscent i guess it was a recycled animation perhaps of a thing so we missed it the first time so say it, it now say it now <laughs> overall i thought it was a cute mini buttons didn't really uh, give us anything new uh yeah. per se i again my favorite part was the the whole apron bit i just think that the, the mom uh just getting so i'm getting so mad at the end mm-hmm. about this woman did not you know she she didn't like the apron enough or something. And... Well, no, it would never fit you, Mary Beth. Well, I never. Mary Beth's just jealous of my new apron. Yeah, that was that was funny. What about you, uh, Nathan? What do you think? Uh, animation was still again not great on this. I guess it was the same animation yeah. company. But uh, yeah, I was. Fine. No, no real memorable parts necessarily. Yeah, I forgot completely how they got home. That's how <laughs> unmemorable it was for me. Uh, Kelly, what about you? Um. Well, my main takeaway, obviously, from it was the already aforementioned warehouse from Raiders of the Lost Ark reference. Yeah. There you go. So, Anytime you throw a yeah, that, that was the most I got out of it. <laughs> Well, uh, coming up on the IndieCast, I'm sorry, the Animaniacast. Yeah, right. <laughs> the IndieCast is actually another great podcast, by the way, people should listen to if you like Indiana oh, Jones. I've never listened to it. I it's should, great. Indie, yeah, the IndieCast. Mitch Halleck. But right do they there have Indiana that. Jones on the IndieCast? Do they talk about young Indiana Jones? <laughs> they do. They do. Uh, they, do they swim? swoon over sean patrick flannery because that's <laughs> i don't think they have any so important huh? you know kelly you need to you need to write in or, or do something we need to get you in contact with uh with mitch over there because uh uh mitch halleck and uh ed dollister uh oh, so is it guys it's it's just guys and they don't swoon oh, over oh, okay so we gotta yeah well maybe i just do my own podcast where i just just swoon, swoon the whole time over sean patrick flannery. <laughs> yeah like, it's called the swoon cast uh Okay, well, before we go to our last segment, mm-hmm. let's go to a commercial for Tea Public. What? <laughs> we'll be right back. Yup, after these messages. And we, we hope that you'll be back too. Well, today's episode is brought to you once again by the good folks over at teapublic.com. Uh-huh. And com is a fantastic uh, store that you can go to and uh, you can check out artist, original artist design shirts, mashups. And all other types of stuff, uh, including a shirt with uh, the Animaniacast logo on it as well, which is really cool. Uh, Public uh, has given us our own merchandise store. And you go over there and you can see not only our logo shirt, but tons of other designs as well that have to deal with Animaniacs and Freakazoid and Pinky and the Brain and Spielberg and Star Wars and whatever we kind of deem cool. Mm-hmm. It gets the Animaniacast seal of approval. <laughs> and each and every week we're going to talk about a design that we particularly like. So, Nathan. Yeah. Let's start with you this week. I got it. It's called Vote Brain by Top Notchy, and it's Brain... Let's put the brain in the White House. And he is uh, doing the Nixon fingers, and he has like a little toupee... Kind of thing going on. Yeah, kind of cute, kind of Trumpish uh, toupee <laughs> yeah, going it's kind on. Kind of a right Trump there. Nixon uh, brain kind of mashup. Yeah, there, so. so it's kind of a, a new take on the put a brain in the White House uh, <laughs> design right there. Uh, his face is a little different, and uh, yeah, very cool. So there you go, uh, Kelly. What about you? I really like a shirt that I already own. Oh, it's called it's called. Um, Triceratops Hunt Club t-shirt. <laughs> and there's a lot going on in this shirt, and you really have to be in the know about all things Spielberg. And fortunately, I am in the know. <laughs> so it's called Spielberg's Hunt Club, and it has a, a little cartoony uh, picture of Steven's face. And then it has like a Triceratops head down below it. And then in a banner, um, it says spared no expense, and it's got two rifles. So this is actually sort of making fun of a meme that uh, sort of went viral a couple years ago where 
someone either really thought that Spielberg had killed a Triceratops yes. and started <laughs> spreading the picture, um, and and then you know everybody thought it was funny, or they they were just doing it in jest, and it, it still caught on fire, and everyone's like, oh my goodness, I can't believe somebody thought he actually killed this animal. Yeah. So it's sort of taking that and. Um, Know, using that in an idea of a shirt and of course the spare no expense is a reference to you know Hammond's oft used phrase in the movie and uh, it's just a fun shirt and I just I love the fact that Spielberg's actually on the shirt you don't see that very often oh and the um the designer is Olipop that's a cool name yeah. for it <laughs> yeah that's one of the other cool things is the punny names that the designers put for themselves um <laughs> Well, I'm picking something that's uh, that's Spielberg as well, and uh, I know there's a lot of uh, our listeners who are fans of Roger Rabbit, and quite frankly, I am too. So I went ahead and I put in our uh, store a design called Bunny Love, and it's simply a kind of a cute take on uh, Roger Rabbit and Jessica. Jessica Rabbit is kind of just walking uh, in front of uh, Roger, and he is floating with love behind her it's like the hearts are carrying him <laughs> behind her uh and it's just super cute it i think personally it would look instead of putting it on a shirt i think it would look really good on a mug or something like that so mm. i think for me um I'm, i would get that in a mug and it's called bunny love and it's designed by randy vander Vlag. that's not a punny name but it's it's probably his real name so yeah good job randy I really like the design. <laughs> so once again, in order to check out all those designs and much more, go over to tiny.cc slash Animaniacast, and then you can get a quick link to the T Public Animaniacast store. Cool. And we'll have that link also in the show notes as well. Thanks. Let's go ahead and get to our last segment right here, which is called Survey Ladies. Well, Survey Ladies was written by Deanna Oliver and Sherry Stoner, and it was directed by Rusty Mills. Um, you know, before we get into this real quick, there was a quick chase transition, by the way, right before this. It was literally like five seconds mm-hmm. and had some of the best animation in the of entire the episode. episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it was a good camera angle, too. It was like on the like on the street level and uh, the Warners were like jumping towards the camera. So if all you want to see is good animation, just go to that five, five seconds, seconds and then skip the rest of the episode, I guess. But this one right here was a very uh, nice cartoon, very yeah. funny. And uh, Kelly, so tell us what basically happens here in Survey Ladies. The Warners go to the mall and they're looking for a birthday gift for Dr. Scratch and Sniff. And and it just reminded me how much I miss malls. You know, malls mm-hmm. are sort of a yeah. dying art. But um, they are suddenly assaulted by these survey ladies, these two two ladies who want to ask them, you know, surveys. And they start, you know, they're, they're like, okay, yeah, we'll answer some questions. But the questions are ridiculous because they're like, do you eat beans? Do you want to see a new movie starring George Wint? Do you eat beans with George Went? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, <laughs> it's all about beans and George Went. And it's <laughs> so weird and annoying. And so they, they get away. And, um, but as they continue throughout the mall, the, these ladies show up everywhere, you know, in the perfume store and just absolutely everywhere bothering them. And, um, it's, I've, I've, I've been like, when I was uh, younger, I'd go to the mall with my mom and people would actually approach her with a survey and she'd like wave her hand like, no, 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 and start walking really fast. <laughs> so, um, you know, I've, I never stopped to take a survey, but it kind of reminded me of those times where she's like, no, don't talk to me. <laughs> but you, you, I don't see many survey ladies anymore. Yeah, I used to, I remember when this came out around that time there I would see surveys and I would actually like really want to do it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad you remember that. Nathan and I used to like. I was just at the Tucson Mall actually, just mm-hmm. before coming here, getting some Chris, getting some Christmas, getting some birthday gifts for Christmas. my wife. <laughs> yeah, I'm a very early Christmas shopper. I usually get my Christmas shopping done in May, April. So mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Now, but I was getting some birthday gifts, and uh, I would walk right by where the survey ladies used to stop people. And back in the '90s, at this point, I was kind of like wacko in this one where. Mm-hmm. 
Wacko stuck around to take the survey every time, and Yakko and Dot had to pull him away (laughs) to do it. Because I remember as a kid, when our parents, like, we'd go to church, and then after church, we would all go to the mall, and our parents would just say, okay, we'll meet again in two hours, and we'd be like, okay. And there'd usually be these ladies there in the mall with their clipboards Hmm. asking people if they'd like to take surveys. And we would really want to take surveys. This was pre-internet stuff, so every now and then... asked questions to little kids. But that's the problem. (laughs) They never really were interested in the opinions of kids. I I think my brother got to see uh, a trailer for a Goofy movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Nick, our brother Nick got to see uh, a, 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 like that movie trailer. I think it was Goofy movie, probably. I think it was Goofy movie. Yeah, and he got to go into like a, a, a whole thing, and and they would pay you like five. Yeah, they give you five bucks. So I think that was one of the main reasons we really wanted to get surveyed. Yeah. Was I don't have a, enough allowance for anything. We'll just hang around these survey ladies until <laughs> they give us five give bucks. Them five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, but yeah, today, I mean, gosh, there's so many surveys now online. It seems Mm -hmm. like any time you have to submit whatever, it's like, oh, you want to unsubscribe from our email? Well, why? Take the survey to to unsubscribe and and do this now and do that now. But at the time, it was, at least as a kid, it was a lot of fun. So I could understand what Wacko was going through. That was kind of fun. Yeah, like waiting in line at the DMV. Uh, well, the episode starts off with uh, the the Warners going into the mall, and they're kind of singing a song that's reminiscent of By the Sea, By the Sea, By the Beautiful Sea, but then it mm-hmm. changes into something different. And they have mostly, I would say, psychiatric references or psychology references in this yeah. one, right? So they go past uh, Freudian slips. And then they have another one right here where it was like Viscott's Friendly, Trendy uh, Boutique, Clothe Your Inner Child. Clothe Your Inner Child, yes. So uh, David Viscott was uh, kind of a TV radio-ish kind of uh, psychologist and uh, passed away in 1996, but... Yeah, apparently was one of those inner child kind of folks right mm. there. Help discover your inner gift or inner child. And there was also an Oedipus. What was the? It was uh, just Oedipix Rex Clothery. Yes, his, his mother would his hate it. His mother would hate it. So Yeah, something. Yeah, of course, Oedipus Rex with, uh, you know, if you have, uh, I think everyone in college, once they, they have to usually read Oedipus Rex and Antigone. I think mm-hmm. I read Oedipus Rex perhaps in high school. I don't know, but. Oedipus Rex, uh, short story, uh, he didn't realize it, but he married his mother and had kids, and then when he found out that what he had done, mm-hmm. he poked his eyes out. I always think of the uh, song by What's-His-Face. Tom Lair. Tom Lair, yeah. Tom Lair, which it summarizes the story of Oedipus Rex pretty darn well. Yeah, <laughs> I like that song. There once lived a man named Oedipus Rex. You may have heard about his odd complex. His name appears in Freud's index because he loved his mother. His rivals used to say quite a bit that as a monarch he was most unfit. But still and all they had to admit that he loved his mother. Yes, he loved his mother like no other. His daughter was his sister and his son was his brother. One thing on which you can depend is... He sure knew who a boy's best friend is. When he found what he had done, he tore his eyes out one by one. A tragic end to a loyal son who loved his mother. There's uh, other things like Crystal Shack, which I'm assuming that's like Radio Shack. One of the things I always like on on these episodes is just looking at the background artwork Mm -hmm. and everything. So there's Crystal Shack in the mall. Uh, at some point, the mall, the word mall is even misspelled M-A-U-L for some reason. But Darth Mall, yeah, kind of, yeah, This is before Darth Mall. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of them uh, that I noticed uh, right away was uh, uh, Aaron's Fine Art. And Rich Aaron's is uh, one of the producers of the show. So And still does art, by the way. You can find him uh, on Instagram and stuff, posting a lot of his artwork. Uh, so a little reference to Rich Aaron's. Um, there was a, there's a place called Judy, 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 uh, reference to Cary Grant's, uh, 
well, sort of Cary Grant. A lot of people, when, back in the day when they would do an impression of Cary Grant, they would always say, Judy, Judy, Judy. And that's my <laughs> horrible Cary Grant impression, by the way. Um, I I was looking that up and saying, when did Cary Grant ever say, Judy, Judy, Judy? And apparently, he never really did. <laughs> just somehow throughout the years, impressionists started just talking like Cary Grant and saying Judy, 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 and it just caught on. So hey, there you go. I it's learned like something. The, uh, Luke, I'm your father thing. It's, <laughs> it's a misquote. Yeah. Uh, Fifi LaFume is in here. Yeah. Do you think Scratchy'd like some cologne? We have obsession, repression, and ecstasy. Do you have anything for beginners? Of course, she's from Tiny Toon Adventures, the uh, Pepe Le Pew uh, female version right there. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, never was a big fan of Fifi on Tiny Toons. Were you, Kelly? No, not really. Um, I just, it didn't seem to be that much of an interesting character. Yeah, she was, it was much more like same thing with Pepe Le Pew. Like, yeah. I don't even really remember that much of Fifi other than she smelled like a skunk. and be, But I don't think she was as man crazy as, like, Pepe Le Pew was for... I like I like Pepe, I like though. Pepe Le Pew Pepe Le Pew, like, goes after the cat. But I just don't remember Fifi, like, going after, like, boys that much. Was mm. she, uh, The whole joke with her was, I don't know. Maybe she did. Again, we'll have to go and look at some of those tiny yeah, tune things one of these days. I barely remember Fifi. But I do remember Pepe... But I bet you do remember Little Plucky Duck. Oh, elevator go down the hole. Yes. Would you like to take a survey? Yeah! Would you like to take a survey? No. Elevator go down the hole. He says one of it, of course, his water, da- water, da- water go down the hole is his first, you know, famous line. And then he they had a whole mall episode in Tiny Toons with baby Plucky pushing the elevator button and elevator go da- up the hole, elevator go down the hole. Mm-hmm. And Nathan Ruger, of course, uh, does the voice of uh, baby Plucky. So I may or may not be right on this, but this this could be perhaps the last time we see baby Plucky on Animaniacs. Maybe. We'll we'll have to see. We'll it. know by we'll know by the end. The end. Is this the end, of Baby Plucky? <laughs> um, but I always love seeing Baby Plucky because yeah. he's so cute. That's pretty much it. that's pretty much it. I, I I suppose I think this might have been. There's some reports of Deanna Oliver and Sherry Stoner kind of basing this off of their experiences with survey ladies in the yeah, mall. Yeah, I guess there was a mall right nearby. Yeah, they would go there during lunch breaks or something like mm-hmm. that. I think and. The survey ladies would always go after them, and uh, yeah. Did you mention the Mission Impossible reference? Oh yeah, there's a Mission Implausible. Good morning, Mr. Phelps. Mission Implausible. Your mission, should you decide to accept it, is to buy a gift for Dr. Scratch and Sniff. This tape will self-destruct in six seconds. Was it food, or was it Memorex? Look at me. Do you like what you see? Good. Because it's not me. It's a recording of me on new Memorex videotape. This remarkable tape has been recorded and re-recorded 100 times, but I bet you still couldn't tell if it was Memorex or me, which really isn't me. It's Memorex. New Memorex videotape. Even after 100 recordings, you'll wonder, is it live or is it Memorex? (laughs) But, uh... That was it for references, I think. Uh, what other kinds of things do you guys like from this cartoon? Uh, Nathan, what do you? what's one thing or a couple I things? I really liked when uh, the, he opens his present at the very end and he's <laughs> talking to himself, like, acting polite, but hoping it's not a bomb. <laughs> I am opening carefully, expecting a bomb, but acting polite, don't you know? Would you like to take a survey? Yes, that and, was a very cute line. Yeah, and uh, Dot's line of saying it's a recurring joke. I think we we all get it. <laughs> yes, that was. I think those are my favorite parts of the episode. <laughs> uh, Kelly, what about you? I I really love the plucky part. I mean, I if we ever get to ups and downs, the Animaniacs episode, uh-huh. you'll discover that elevator 
um, episodes are some of my favorite <laughs> Tiny Toons and Animaniacs for some strange reason. And and often when I'll get in an elevator, if I'm with somebody, whether they get the reference or not, I'll go, elevator, go up, elevator, go down. Especially if it's a glass elevator, too. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we have some of those at Dragon Con, so it's always fun. <laughs> Yeah, hey, I'm just thinking, this episode also really did remind me of the Tucson Mall in our town, too, because not only were there survey ladies, but there was the glass elevator that we would always get into. We'd call it the magic elevator, I think. I don't know why. I think my mom called it the magic elevator. Why? It's magic. Who knows? It's magic. (laughs) She just never heard of stairs or (laughs) elevators before. She always used stairs. It's magic. It's magic. (laughs) This magical room. (laughs) Door closes, and then, look, it changes outside. <laughs> it's magic. Well, uh, yeah, it was a very cute, I mean, the survey ladies, I mean, it's, it's the animation's not that great yeah, in it. Yeah, animation, again, is not great. But, but it's decent. It's good enough, and the... The writing was good. The writing is great, I, yeah. Yeah. A very, lots of jokes. Oh, I, I should mention, George Went, by the way, is uh, Norm from Cheers. Mm-hmm. So there you go, George so, went, and I guess I would see him in a bean eating movie. Would I, you? I don't know. Would you eat beans with George went though? Yeah, I already said I would. At okay, the very beginning. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> and do you like beans? Yeah, <laughs> I like. Oh yeah, the uh, Mr. Skullhead. Oh, Mr. Skullhead surveyed was very funny until his too. head falls off. Yeah, I was just saying yes and no and. <laughs> like, <laughs> invalid. I like how they have invalid, invalid survey. survey. <laughs> And they have to start all over again. Yeah, every time. <laughs> well, very nice. Let's go ahead and get over to our water tower rating. <laughs> Kelly, let's start with you this time. How many water towers out of five would you give today's episode? Wow, uh, that's really tough, and I hadn't thought about it <laughs> until <laughs> just now. Um, this this episode was kind of all over the place with you know three very different um, segments, and I. But because of you know Plucky and the Spielberg references, and um, you know I had a lot of cool little moments, I um, I enjoyed it overall. I I think I'll give it. I can't be too generous because it, it wasn't one of those that I just absolutely would love to watch over and over again and, and quote like some of the other stronger episodes. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll, I'll give it kind of an average or above average three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. Yeah. Nathan, what about you? I'm going for a three. A three. And it's, um, I would do higher if the first two segments were a little better. It's just, it's pretty much all going to that third segment. Yeah. And if the animation was better, it could also get higher, but just it just kind of okay. some things holding it down, but all right. Mostly I'm... animation, all three all segments right. was Well, I'm going to give it a three and a half as well. Um as as Kelly, um I just think I I think the first two, the Mindy uh and Buttons one is just Mindy and Buttons. Yeah, it did have some Spielberg references which were cool. Um the songs I thought in the first segment were nice. Uh, it was nice to see everyone sing, but mm-hmm. yeah, Survey Ladies was good. It, it good. And it was a good decent uh episode. Yeah. Uh, not one of the best, but again, not one in that I would necessarily skip like if it started up and you know, I'd watch it again. Yeah, and if it was just that third segment, I would. Oh, know, totally. I would watch that on repeat. I oh, totally. Yeah, so. that that third one is fantastic. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get to our Twitter poll results for last week. And you know what? The announcer, I'm going to give him the week off because I'm just sick and tired of that guy. So, <laughs> so guess what? I am going to go ahead and give the Twitter poll results. Weird. I know this is weird. I usually don't do this, but I'm going to do it this time. Last week we asked which of these non-traditional hashtag Animaniac segments is your favorite hashtag Animaniacast poll, and boy oh boy, this ended up becoming a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Hmm. Uh, the choices were the Flame, Wings Take Heart, White Gloves, and Hollywood Chuck. Wings Take Heart got nine percent of the vote, okay. so that means. One or two people voted for that one. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody liked it. Um, but the ed- there was almost a three-way tie wow. for the next one. The Flame got 30%. Mm-hmm. White Gloves got 30%. Hmm. 
and Hollywood Chuck got 31%. Surprising, wow. So Hollywood Chuck won this poll. And I didn't vote for this one, but uh, we could technically do almost like a tiebreaker if we wanted to. Which I voted. Oh, you did vote. Okay, Mm -hmm. which one of those did you vote for? I voted for The Flame. The Flame. Why do you like The Flame? Um, I just thought it was semi-educational and just kind of some references to like Disney, uh, whatever, dancing Oh, yeah, the dancing, dancing Fantasia thing, kind of Fantasia stuff going kind of stuff. on. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Kelly, what about you? Which of those segments is your favorite? I I guess I kind of like the flame, too. It it was cute, and I, I did like the educational aspect of it. It, it just it had a different tone than, than most of the Animaniacs cartoons, um, but it fit really well within the, the episode that it aired in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what, guys? We are doing an upset on this on this poll, and I'm officially calling the flame the winner because I'm voting for the flame as well. Okay, and with Kelly and me, we're breaking the the stalemate, as it were, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna say, I'm gonna say, even though the Twitter thing says the Hollywood Chuck one, I'm a- I'm going to officially say <laughs> that the flame is the winner. Because, well, I don't know, I like the flame because... Our votes are worth more than other people's exactly. anyways, right? No, no, exactly. <laughs> We're worth, like, so much more. No. Uh, <laughs> no, you can say that Hollywood Chuck won if you want, to fit, you know, on paper or whatever. Yeah. But officially, but in, our hearts, in our hearts, it's the flame. The and flame takes heart. Because you know what? Yes. <laughs> you know why? Because the flame is cute. He has a, he's, yeah. he's just a cute little guy. I like him. And he comes back. Mm-hmm. He comes back. He's the only one that... Re- Holly- Hollywood yeah. Chuck didn't come back? No. Well, I think he came back maybe in the background or something like that, but maybe. you don't... But you, you know, he doesn't get his own segment again. Yeah, exactly. So, the flame wins. Yeah. <laughs> so, there we go. All right, well, let's go ahead and get to our brand new poll for mm-hmm. this week. And Nathan, do you have that one yes, written down? Yes, I have it right here. Okay. So, uh, the question is, what is the best Rita and Runt cartoon so far? Round two! Round two! Fight! So, we have Frank and Runt... <laughs> Which was the Halloween episode where uh, they fought a dog that was Frankenstein, I guess. Yeah, Frankenstein dogish. Uh, there was putting on the Blitz. That was when they're in Germany. Oh yeah, uh, the Don Bluthish kind of serious read and run one mm-hmm. kind of felt like okay. And there's smitten with kittens where they find a, a litter of kittens and they have to take care of it and. And they Rita, say, milk, please, mama, and it drives me crazy mm-hmm. now. Okay. And Rita struggles with whether being a mother or whatever like that. Yeah. And then there was today's of Nice and Men. So There you go. There we go. All right. So go ahead and go to twitter.com slash animaniacast or simply search on Twitter for hashtag, hashtag animaniacast full nice. and you can make your voice heard. Well, I guess that's just about it for today's episode. Am I correct in saying this? I think I am. I think so. All right. Well, let's, so let's go ahead and get to contact information. Kelly, where can people get in contact with you if they'd like to say hi? Uh, they can use the force. Ooh. Or, <laughs> or email me, Kelly at BigShinyRobot.com, or I'm at Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. Very cool. And Nathan, what about you? Hey, I'm on Twitter, folks. You can find me, uh, Django FT. That's me. All right. And as for me, Joey, um, I am on Twitter, uh, Joey at Joey in Tucson, but I usually don't mess around with that account because I'm usually messing around with the Animaniacast kind of stuff. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. And of course, you can find us over at RetroZap.com at RetroZap.com slash Animaniacast. Uh, there's tons of stuff at RetroZap that you should check out. Great articles, great videos, great podcasts. Check them all out at RetroZap.com. Do it now. Or, of course, you can give us an email, which is Animaniacast at RetroZap.com as well. Feel free to send us an email. Send us your thoughts on uh, this episode or past episodes of Animaniacs mm-hmm. or whatever. We just whatever. love to do it. Hey, iTunes feedback. We always appreciate those. How do you do that, Nathan? Google it. Google it. <laughs> Classic. You find out how to do it by Googling it. And uh, we'll read your uh, five-star positive reviews on the show, as mm-hmm. always. And with that time to go so for nathan and kelly this is joey saying good night everybody good night everybody (laughs) good night
This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs unless otherwise indicated. It's time to close your bunny eyes. And rest your bunny heads. Sleep all night through, and I hope that you won't wet your bunny beds. Definitely don't want to wet the bunny beds. Hey, it's a cartoon. What'd you expect, Sondheim? (laughs) 